0: you ready to rock,
1: boys and girls? Behold, it's the single greatest thing
2: on earth. Are you listening
0: to me? It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel.
3: Tuesday morning to you. How are you doing? Strikers Bear Family Fun Center Studios, Pat Cook, John Burke, Greg Pogue. What <laughs> You have now met. It's been an eventful morning already. We're just starting the show. Kenny the mailman. Yep. And Eric. Yep. Uh, in Nashville. Yep. Uh, not Eric in Columbia. Right. Stop by. They were here when I, I mean, and, yeah, and I guys, walked- I wish I could have spent more time with you. It took me an hour to get here. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I left my house by like 7.55. I mean, mm-hmm. crazy. Anyway, thank you. They brought me um They brought you gifts. They, I see. They brought me a, a cake here. Why? Wow. Read, read what it says. You, you just took a picture with it. You going to eat some of it? No. I, oh, not, I, that. not at 9 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's the time. Uh, to, that, isn't that the time to get sugar in says, your body, right?
4: It says we will... It's a cake. Yeah. And, uh... It's written on it. We will miss Greg, but not the Pokester. So there you go.
3: Enjoy. Well, Kenny has been, and Eric both have been. You know, you know. Quite frankly, in the National Sports Talk Hall of Fame as callers. Yeah. First, I mean, they're I legendary actually, yeah. callers. Oh yeah, yep. and just great people. Yep. On top of everything
4: yep. else, so good to finally meet them face to face. So that was it, a. That was a surprise walking in the door.
3: Yeah, and then um, remember yesterday we went sort of a rabbit hole on the ABA. Yes, Kenny brought me. I don't think the- that was
4: yesterday, but I, it was a few days ago.
3: It was yesterday.
4: We weren't talking about the ABA yesterday. Yeah, we were. No, we weren't.
3: Absolutely. Do you want to? Do you yeah. want to tell we? him to pay attention? We were. We talked for five or ten minutes about Doctor J. Yeah, I know, but that was. You know what? You're,
4: you're right. That was yesterday. <laughs> <Heesh. Whoa. laughs> Maybe I'm the one that should retire from
3: being on sports I, talk not radio retiring, every day. But no, yeah, or walking away we, we or whatever, a, whatever, whatever, it, whatever it is you're doing. I'm, 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 i stepping aside. The, yeah, I am uh, reallocating my assets. <laughs> nice, well played. Whatever that is. Right. Uh, no, we had a. I know, but we went deep. I remember we were talking about
4: it, Dr. Squires, Dr. J, oh, yeah. and the New York Nets in oh, Long yeah, Island, ball, ball, because ball, Dr. J was Buffalo, from Roosevelt. Buffalo Braves. Right, yeah. Bob McAdoo with the Buffalo Braves, and the Kentucky Colonels, so, and the Virginia that was, Squires. That was yesterday. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, it was yesterday. <laughs> <That's funny though. laughs>
3: I, I, know, I, I know. For some reason, I didn't what, think it was yesterday. Look, Jim, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and also Peyton over there. What's up, Peyton? Hello, hello. <laughs> Never up, met either
5: one of those kind gentlemen. They walked in, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I, who are I, you? <laughs> can I help you?" <laughs> and, then, and then Eric talked, and then Kenny talked. Right. I'm like I know
3: who both yeah, of you. are Well, no, Eric laughed,
4: and then yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: did he break down the NFL while he was
4: here? Yeah. No, uh, no, no, not but, yet. But it's but, you uh, you know, he, only one
3: more is, game. So. This is the. It's called Loose Balls. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. it is the short wildlife of the American Basketball Association as told by the players, coaches, and movers and shakers who made it happen. Yeah. I will read every bit of that book cuz I was a, the ABA is mm-hmm. really sort of a lost and the influence of the ABA on the NBA right. was
4: huge. Three-point shot, the dunk contest, you and, know, yeah. a more of a wide open type of game, Fun. more flare, Yeah, because the NBA and we've talked about this and like I said that's why I've really been enjoying this uh, HBO winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. You know, they talk about how the NBA was in the late 70s when Dr. Buss, you know, bought the team in 1979 and just how it was just a boring league and, you know, there was a lot of drug problems and ratings were down and, you know, you couldn't even watch the finals. Yeah, You had to watch that. the finals tape the late, oh, folks. I remember. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. 10.30 CBS, at night. Yeah, CBS, like... They wouldn't show the NBA Finals in primetime. You had to watch it on tape delay. Now, they would have, like, afternoon games on the weekends, kind of like the World Series, but, yeah, nobody cared about the league. They thought, you know, it was too thuggish. There was a drug problem. There's too many black guys. You know, all of a sudden, Magic and Bird came along, and Bird was white, so everybody was like, okay, that's cool. You got a good guy who's white. And then you had Magic, who was like, hey, I'm Magic. Everybody loves
3: me. You know what I mean? Well, and they had the history of the Indiana State-Michigan State Mm -hmm. National Championship Mm -hmm. game that they both, you know, obviously, you know. Right, exactly.
4: So, they already had, you know, they already had a rivalry coming Mm -hmm. in, and they both entered the league at the same time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Magic won the title his rookie year, but Bird won Rookie of the Year. So, that just stoked the fires right there. (laughs) And, like, Bird, like, destroyed him in the voting, like 63-3. to Even though Magic won the title, you know what I mean? And that just started everything, their rivalry. And thankfully, you know, it was a very, very competitive rivalry. Like, Bird and Magic were like frenemies, mm-hmm. but they were friends. They got to be friends. They hate, like, Magic's, Magic, Magic's like me. He loves everybody, but Bird hated him, hated his You're guts. you like you and me. Right, exactly. So they did. I do the, look
3: like Larry Bird. You, you don't do. look a thing you like kinda Magic. You kind of got
4: that hook nose like him. What are you talking about? I got the million dollar <laughs> You're smile. about a foot short. Oh, no, I'm not
3: as tall as me. Magic's 6'9. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, I'm a yeah. I'm I'm five ten. I'm not. I'm a foot shorter too. But yeah. anyway, so yeah. Now this. Thank you for yeah. Thanks everything. guys for stopping by. We yeah. Appreciate it. We you and I could jawbone on the ABA forever or the NBA. We Do what it, we it, want it, man? You're
4: out of here in ten days or whatever it is. Like I like, <laughs> I, like I
3: like I have control. <laughs> well, here's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll uh, I'll put you back in the news cycle. Uh, Shane Bowen is going to mm-hmm. be the defensive coordinator of your New York Giants. And how I'm excited like, about I, it. I would. I th- I think I'm he's excited
4: he's good. about yeah. it. I love Shane mm-hmm. Bowen. I'm a big Shane Bowen guy. I think this guy's going to be a future uh, NFL head coach. I was hoping the Giants would would uh, hire him. He obviously knows how to work with a star defensive tackle. I mean, Dexter Lawrence II, second. Not quite as good as Big Jeff, but you know he's in the ballpark. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's a great hire. The Giants are very diligent in this hiring process and I'm glad, you know, a couple of guys, I guess they wanted were, were, you know, went to other teams, but I remember thinking the whole time I was like, man, I would love to see Shane Bowen uh, be the DC of the Giants. So I'm excited about and it I'm, and I'm excited for Shane. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a damn good coach. And so it's a good opportunity
5: for him. I believe January 12th, I believe was his first interview with the giants. So I mean, mm-hmm. like you talked yeah. about diligent. I mean, they took their time and, even well, there's if that's been, not been a their lot of option. That's a hell of there's a. There's been a lot of dip.
4: talk about Brian Dable not being easy to work with, and he's a yeller, and he's a screamer, and this and that. So, you know, I imagine you know, Mr. Mare and Mr. Tish, and maybe even Joe Shane might have had sat Daves down and said, "Hey, look, man, you know, <laughs> we gotta we gotta turn the volume down a little bit because y- you don't want to have the reputation of a guy nobody wants to work with." So, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I you know, I that that's the guy I wanted. Speaking as a Giants fan and a Shane Bowen fan, that's the guy I wanted. Yeah, so I'm, I I'm happy for hire, him. Good yeah. hire. Good hire.
3: Um, where are we on is I understand this is sort of the brain freeze that I'm not gonna miss is that we're now talking about the candidates for the Titans for special teams coach. <laughs> At the moment, I really care about that. Give me a holler. Yeah, you are not gonna miss it. Yeah, oh. let's break it down, everybody. Break down, break down, Patton. Break down the candidates for special teams coach for the Titans. Former Giants. Special there you teams go. I knew he
5: would know it. Uh, the, one, that the most many,
3: recent one. Yes, uh, he's I've, terrible. I, Don't I've, hire him.
5: I've heard Titans? that. Titans, heard that. <laughs> do not hire him. <laughs> I've, I've heard. Who, who is? Does he what's, have an, uh, What's the dude's name? I uh, Thomas McGuy. Yeah,
4: M- yeah, McGuy. Do not miss Amy. Ran, if you're listening, do not hire Thomas McGahee. The Giants' special teams were the absolute drizzling. You know what's? Don't hire that guy. Yeah. By the way,
3: I understand, Thomas.
4: That- if you're in town and listening, nothing personal, bro. <laughs> yeah, strictly business. I'm a Giants fan.
3: But the Giants have now hired Craig Aukerman as their special teams coach.
4: Don't do that to me, I'll pu- <laughs> I, dude. I, I love you, but I will, I will, I will, in. I will punch you right in the face. <laughs>
5: All the replies under this uh, of of the Titans interviewing this guy are "Good luck, Titans fans." I'm sorry, Titans yeah. fans. And Giants fans. Under it. as a Giants
4: fan who you know is a friend of Titans fan, not a Titans fan, but friend to Titans fan. Sometimes frenemy of Titans fan. If you hire this guy, good luck. Let the buyer beware. That's all. I. That's all I have to say.
3: So, anything else out there? Have they officially announced any of their. Yeah, yes. they did yesterday. yesterday. Okay, yeah. I was out of the loop all day yesterday. Yeah, well, I just looked at the website last night. Okay. Jim. Uh So, they have officially announced. They confirmed all yeah,
5: the reports of the. Okay. Both offensive and defensive. And, and who are they?
3: Man, if you can't well, tell me. Denard Wilson, defensive Denard coordinator. Wilson, defensive coordinator. Holtz,
4: offensive coordinator. Right.
3: Skip Holtz. Right, Lou's son, <laughs> Nick, 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 Holes, Nick. Hey, his, his nephew. Yeah, uh, it's spelled H O L Z. Yep. Right, no, yeah. no T in there. Right. Yep. So, anyway, any early thoughts about that? I have not formulated any.
5: Uh, for me, we and we talk, me and John talked about this last week. John and I. Uh, John and I uh, talked about it last week. <laughs> Should I correct him on air? That's funny. You know? no, yeah, John you know, and I. Uh, both guys pretty inexperienced, so I think the bringing yeah. in of Bill Callahan is going to be good uh, just because the, your head coach is new, your defensive and offensive coordinators have never been in this role, and both play callers have ne- never done it before. So I think they're going to need some sort of veteran presence in there. So I... Uh, expectations, uh, I'm looking forward to the season.
4: Guys, gals, here's the thing, right? This is going to be a pretty young coaching staff, including the head coach who's 39, right? And like you said, we have some inexperienced guys. You know, Wilson's never been a DC before that I'm aware of, Mm-mm. and Holtz has never like been an OC calling plays or whatever, and I guess Callahan is going to call yeah. plays at least to start out. There are going to be growing pains, guys and gals, and you just got to ride it out. You know what I mean? But on paper, I think this looks like a solid staff. This looks like a a staff that can grow together because they're all relatively young guys, you know, and what does Amy want? She wants collaboration. So, you know, I think this has been so far a very like again, on paper, we don't know. We gotta see it out on the field and we will. I think on paper this has been a very, very positive hiring cycle in terms of coaches. And assistant coaches for the Titans.
5: I think the best hire is Bill, the the father. I agree. Of yep. I, and
3: I think that's what you just alluded to, yep. having that leadership. Yeah,
5: I, I just think that was so important because I think for the past four years, the Titans' offensive line play has been bottom five
3: at least. Some worst. Got to
4: <laughs> fix that offensive line. Yep. you got to give your young quarterback a chance.
3: Well, and, and also, quite frankly, uh, you know, they, they fire the offensive coordinator and hires assistant. Mm-hmm. And then they all saying that no jockey ever won the Kentucky Derby on a mule. Yeah. I don't care how good of a coach he is. Sorry, if, Kevin. And if, if he's, Columbia. if he's got mules out there yeah. or donkeys, a donkey, a mule is the cross between a donkey and a horse. I think so. Yeah.
5: You're, you're the Kentucky, Kentucky boy. Kevin and Mule
3: well, Town listen, can help uh, us out. Last I, I know, Mule Day is in Columbia, Tennessee, okay? <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so Kentucky in town tonight? Big Blue Mist. Uh, what, well, seven thirty tonight? Is that on which one? ESPN, one of the platform? Or would Or say SC- SEC Network. Yeah, SEC Network. I don't know. Kentucky will pop it on up there. There's only a couple games tonight uh, as well. So SEC Network, 7.30. Like you tonight. said, SEC Network, what's the spread? You it a guess? Let's guess.
4: Uh, I'd say Kentucky's laying 12th.
3: I'm going to go Kentucky 9.
4: 9.5. Oh, almost nosed it. Good job, yeah. Hoagie.
3: Yeah. Uh, Kentucky's coming in or off two straight losses. Yeah, Vanderb- one team's coming off yeah. a win. And Vanderbilt, yeah. Vanderbilt, <laughs> Vanderbilt uh, threw a parade <laughs> two, two on Two straight End. home
4: losses, and they yeah. got... They got pantsed by Tennessee mm-hmm. over the weekend, mm-hmm. and, so, and, and so they're going to be in a mood.
3: I, in a, certainly, there's going to be the hangover factor for Vanderbilt because it finally won a game. Yeah, the champagne is finally mm-hmm. dry yeah. in that locker room. <laughs>
4: I, I just hope Stack didn't get any champagne on his suit. I mean, jeez, <laughs> <laughs>
3: we're on his grip of his golf club. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> How about this, guys? How about? Roger Goodell having his state of the NFL address, but it was by invitation only, Ooh. and it was at the same time the 49ers and, and Chiefs were having their media availability. That is some petty, you know what? I mean, Roger Goodell is like come; he's become like the ultimate what? Like Why? dictator heel. Why?
5: I mean, there's no big scandals
3: this there's year. There's nothing right now. What's out there? Right. What's what's what, the yeah,
4: because he doesn't want to take the hard questions about, you know, player safety, about whatever. You know? Which, I mean what it's just, he make a year. Sixty million, I think. I was gonna I was
3: fifty million? It, at least
4: fifty. It's between 50 probably forty and sixty million dollars a year. Woo. And he's just the perfect meat shield for the 32 ownership (laughs) groups in the nfl and he just you know what i can't knock the hustle dude dude's making money
3: you can give me a couple hundred bucks and i'll do
4: what he does you're the commissioner of the national football league and you have to have an invitation only press conference Mm. because he he wants his minions the people that are just gonna put him over and talk about how great you know so he can talk about how great the league is how great this is how
5: great that is that's worse than the Titan State. And, and by the
4: way, get ready for Friday night football, week one in Brazil, featuring the Philadelphia Eagles, if you need it. That's San probably. Balo, Brazil. Man. The Thursday after the season opener. Is, Friday is, is night. Is that official? That is official. I missed
3: that. Opponent tell, to tell be determined. Okay.
4: Yeah. Opponent to be determined. Okay, we're gonna have the Thursday night, you know, the usual mm-hmm. season opener, Thursday right. night. The following night in Brazil. They're going to play a game in Sao Paulo, Brazil.
3: A regular season game. A
4: regular season game. It counts in the standings. Wow. Philadelphia Eagles versus TBD. Titans. No, they're not on schedule this year. Thank goodness. Yeah, the uh,
5: international games, at least the home teams, have already been announced. Uh, Eagles are in Brazil. The Bears, Vikings, and Jaguars all in London uh, between Tottenham, Hotspur Stadium, and then Wembley, and then the Panthers will be in Munich,
3: Germany. Oh, it's the Germans will love the Panthers. I tell you what, though, the Brazilian thing now—some players got, better better be careful down there.
4: Yeah. Hey, straight to the hotel, <laughs> straight to the stadium, back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I straight ahead. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brazil. Um, so, what this okay. says is to me, the NFL's greedy pigs, and I see a. <laughs> Maybe not in our lifetime, Greg, but certainly in Patton's lifetime, there will be NFL games on every night on every conceivable streaming platform. Every night? Every night. Uh, I, Seven I, nights a week. Uh, no. <laughs> this game will be on Hulu. That game will be on Netflix. This game will be on Peacock. That game, I'm telling you, Amazon Prime, it's coming. Greedy
5: Pigs, the NFL. Greedy Pigs. I think every day but Saturday. I think Saturday
3: is going to be sacred yeah, Saturday,
4: to college football, yeah. but, but I— But yeah, I would rule out because
5: they have the
3: NFL have have college, too. Well,
4: that and, and, you know, there used to be like a thing like the government mandated this, that you couldn't have the NFL on Friday because it takes away from high school. Now they're like, you know what? Blank you, high school football. We're the (laughs) NFL. We can do what we want.
5: We'll, we'll we'll
4: take a break on well, Saturdays. Enjoy do Friday. Enjoy yep, your college yeah. football on Saturday and then we're right back at it on Sunday. Well, Something
5: we've heard Rick Stock still talk about. Yeah. He does not like it at
3: all. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Oh yeah, Saturday. that was that yeah.
4: was their schedule this year was ridiculous.
3: They they fixed that. It's not nearly, you know, you don't go a month of of <laughs> right. no Saturdays, which they did. All right. Anything else? All right. Here's what we got. Watson Brown is usually Wednesday. He's yeah. Today we're going to be at Roy's Meat Service tomorrow morning from nine to eleven, getting our grub on. Jeff Fisher's going to be there. We've got a bunch of cats announcements to do. Also um, uh, coming up uh, at about ten oh five. You know our buddy Nick Guerrero. He's going to stop by. He just spent a week in Toronto taking in all the NHL All-Star facility, uh, f- All Star facility facilities festivities um, <laughs> because they're going to have hockey at tsu yeah. this fall yeah which is really bizarre now it's uh, club
4: hockey right
3: yeah first year club yeah. hockey yeah. but he was up there and was he he did the car wash everybody wanted a piece of him up there so nice. we we'll talk about that Yo, yeah, it's really cool and then um watson at ten twenty five. your your phones or your text 615-844-5600
6: looking for something to take your mind off this traffic How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list, plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your
7: chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery.
6: Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play
7: responsibly. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This new year's resolve resolved to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean Nose healthy life.
8: Here's Justin McFarland with a moment in black history. Jackie Robinson. Robinson was a professional baseball player and second baseman. In 1947, he became the very first African-American to play in the major leagues. In 1949, he was awarded the National League's most valuable player, making him the very first black player to receive that honor. He also helped the Brooklyn Dodgers win the 1955 World Series. Jackie Robinson was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962. Jackie Robinson's number 42 has been retired for all time in Major League Baseball. Jackie Robinson, another legend
9: in black history. The cost of living is getting higher daily. Stop throwing money away on rent. I recommend that you call my agent for over 20 years. That's Sylvester Armour with Armour Realty at 615-485-9211. Sylvester and his team of realtors are proven, sharp, and savvy. That's 615-485-9211 or ArmorRealtors.com. They will help you own or sell. And now,
10: Net Paint LLC is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit DAV.org and consider donating to the disabled U.S. veterans who need our help. This message is brought to you by NetPaint LLC, serving Nashville and the surrounding areas for 10 years. For all your residential, commercial, interior, and exterior painting needs, give the pros a call today at 615-608-4548, 615-608-4548. That's NetPaint LLC, they're professionals who care.
3: The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championship, part 6 to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Poke, inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio.
1: Call or text the Greg Bogan News Channel 5 John Burton Show at 615 844 5600.
3: It is the Greg Pogue John Burton Show from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios tomorrow. Going to be out at Roy's Meat Service. Uh, Jeff Fisher hanging out. We're going to have a bunch of Nashville cats. Uh, announcements uh, with that including roys jeff roy and uh, a week from friday if you want to come to tusculum strike and spare uh i am buying lunch for everybody who wants to come that's my after 24 years uh my last day uh, of being on daily sports talk in nashville think of that 24 years willie has been on 30 Willie Donick, We were talking about that last wow. year. Yeah. Plaster. 30? Yeah. Plaster. Will, but is Willie's big. a pretty young guy. Yeah. But, uh, but Plaster was, you know, because with his non-competes, didn't go all the way through, you know, that time. So, yeah, after 24 years. So, come to Tuscaloosa Strike and Spare. Uh, the Schmittos and, and Philip Cox and everybody have asked me to, you know, invited me out. And I'm buying everybody lunch. Well, that's awfully sweet. Yeah. Brad Powers. Brad Brad, good morning. How are you? Hey, Brad.
11: Excellent. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, I uh, don't miss talking to you on a weekly basis. Well,
3: I'll miss you, and uh, and I mean this, Brad, because I've wanted to take, you know, it's easy to go, hey, Brad, who you like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I've, tried, <laughs> I, I've tried to peel back and, and get into the, the business of which I am so enthralled It's it just the many, you know, workings of the business. It really itself. is fascinating. Yeah,
4: and and what Brad does and what you do, Brad, is such a great job of just kind of letting us inside what your what your mindset is, what the sharps mindset is in Vegas, and you know, just good tips. I think the best tip you've ever given is, you know, shop around. Yeah. You don't have to be locked into one, you know, set of odds. You know, what see little, what see what, what is, see what's out there. A you know? little
3: secret, Brad. Uh, whenever we ask a question, John or I, you'll always say, that's a good question. We keep, we keep count of how many good questions. Yeah. And, yeah. And, when and, when, when we, I get a, that's a good question from
4: Brad powers. I'm, you should see, I'm like flipping off. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm flipping yeah. off pogey here. I'm pointing at him. I'm bat flipping. He's, he's,
3: <laughs> he's, now he's got a little star on the wall over there. <laughs> so Brad, I heard something, you know, super bowl, obviously we'll get to that, but on, on, uh. Uh, one of your, maybe one of the counterparts on Fox sports, I know you do a lot of different things and and with people out there and I heard someone out there that said on the prop bets, if you wait, uh, wait until the influx of the money comes into Vegas, because everybody's going to move those prop numbers to the oversight. Like if it's mine, you know, if it's, you know, one twenty on a receiver or whatever it is that if you wait late, that the the public will move them to the favorite side. Does that make sense?
11: Yeah, so the public's going to bet over uh, yes. on a lot of the player props. So over-receiving yards, over-rushing right. yards, over-passing yards. You know, they're thinking positive. Yes, there'll be a, you know, a touchdown, a uh, defensive touchdown. Yes, there's going to be overtime. Yes, there's going to be a safety. On uh, They're going to be betting that. So the longer you wait, uh, and you go opposite that, you know, bet under the pa- passing yards for Mahomes or Brock Purdy, under receiving yards for uh, a Kittle or a Kelsey, under rushing yards. Uh, uh, if you wait until almost kickoff, you're going to be getting discounts. I'm not saying that you're guaranteed win, but uh, you, what we like to call is positive EV bets. There, there's going to be so much inflation on the overs and the yeses on those particular props that going opposite that line of thinking, I mean, in the long run, you usually come out. So now that's probably the best. I know it's boring. It's not a lot. <laughs> not a pick. That's not going to lose. But, I mean, that's the best piece of advice I can give anyone as far as betting the Super Bowl. And that, that's usually the case most years. But that, that, this year's a little bit different with, the, obviously, the Super Bowl being here. A lot of media's here. Yeah, uh, They're not going to advertise it too much. But I'm sure they're betting uh, and I just I, – I'm expecting more inflation uh, on those types of props than, than, than usual.
4: Was it just a matter of time, Brad, you know, when you think back to, like, you know, you've been in Vegas a while. Was it just a matter of time to get not only pro sports in that city but also, you know, just the advent of sports betting in so many different states? I mean, it, it seems like a perfect marriage now because – you know, with the NFL, I, I'm all old enough to remember Jimmy the Greek on the NFL today, and it was everything was done with a wink and a nod. Now everything's out in the open, so, you know, why not have a, a, a Super Bowl in Vegas? It just all just seems to tie in right now.
11: I mean, it's amazing because, I mean, I, I didn't move here decades ago. It was actually less than a decade ago, although I, it's getting close to that now. But, I mean, when I first moved here, I mean, it was still uh, <laughs> NFL did not like gambling. To, to, to say the least. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in a very short window, we went from one state legalized gambling to I believe it's 38 states now. We went from zero sports teams here uh, to, to two, uh, an NHL team, an NFL team, and it looks like the NBA and possibly Major League Baseball is on the way here. So a lot's changed in a very short uh, period of time, uh, and they fully embraced it. I know they fully embraced the dollars that have been put in their pockets because of, of advertising advertising and all and partnerships uh with the gaming and, and sports books
3: well, we can thank the state of New Jersey for that, right, because they took it all the way up and it, and the NHL, the NFL, NBA MLB, NCAA fought it, fought it, fought it, fought it. Now, everybody's at the trough uh, except for the colleges, and I guarantee you they're they're in a hurry to try to figure out how that looks to get in on the gambling component.
11: Absolutely, a bunch of hypocrites. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. We don't want it. We don't want it. Supreme Court says no. You're wrong. We're gonna allow it, and then they said, "Well, gimme, gimme, gimme." Put your yeah. hands out, uh, you know. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Even though they, they were so anti it, so I I that's a big problem in our society.
3: Let me, That's, Brett,
11: it is it is. that's for another show.
3: Is there? A, we we've got all day. Uh, is there a enough base to support all the professional sports there in Vegas? Uh, Or are they just going to, you know, depend upon the tourism component to float it? That's a
11: really. Here's your first one. Get your (laughs) pens out. (laughs) Good question. Uh, So it's unique. So obviously we really embraced hockey here uh, because it was our uh, our first one. It's not like they moved here from another city. Uh, They're an expansion team and also helped. They won immediately. And, you know, there was an early tragedy right before their season kicked off, and the community here just fully embraced the hockey team. So uh, they're always going to embrace them as long as they continue to win. Football team is a little different. I mean, obviously the NFL is king. Uh, the Raiders travel very well themselves. I don't think they have a great local base here. What also helps is the opposing fan bases travel really well here. When it comes to, you know, trying to fill out 80 games in a Major League Baseball season, I have my doubts there on how that'll look in this. Uh I think the NBA won't have a problem. I mean, we still go back many decades here, multiple generations. This is still a pretty big basketball town. If there was a if there was any sport that that you know, prior to all this happening, if you'd asked me, hey, what what's the sport that people like most here when I first moved here, I would have said basketball. Is that because um, I, of the running I mean, rebels I mean, with Tark and Grandma Ma back and, in the day? Running Rebels and, and the one event that we I mean outside uh, boxing and UFC, the uh, the one ma- major sport that we had here consistently, uh, obviously basketball tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people, everybody wants to come here for March Madness. I, I tell people, come the week before, we have four or five major conference tournaments <laughs> here. There's more games. There's more action. The, 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 the hotels are at a discounted rate. You come that week because, I mean, uh, if you like college basketball, you don't even have to like batting, but if you want to go from, bounce from tournament to tournament, And just watch, you know, you wake up every morning till night and just watch college basketball in person. You could do that here in Vegas in March.
4: We're talking with Brad Powers here on WNSR, bradpowersports.com, at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter X. If you go to his website, you can click the Bill King tab at the top of the page. Brad, what are your early thoughts about Sunday's game, uh, the line and the total?
11: So I'm a little torn. I mean, it reminds me of the AFC championship game where, I mean, the sports books and all the sharps, the guys that are betting big, big time. And I'm, when I say big time, as far as betting, I'm talking six, seven figures. They like the 49ers. and like them a lot. Um, I don't. I'm going to keep it simple. I got the better quarterback. I got the better head coach. I got the better, or at least uh, much more experienced defensive coordinator. I got the better team in recent form. And I'm getting points, so I, I it's not a big bet for me, but it's a bet I made. I I, I bet Kansas City. Hmm. What about the total? I haven't touched the total yet. I mean, and open forty-seven and a half, and here we are, ten days later, it's still forty-seven and a half. So, uh, if you think, if you hear someone say, "Oh, we got a great lock on the total," <laughs> I mean, well, we just know for sure it's going to go over or under. I mean, you're out of your mind. It hasn't moved in ten days. Come on. <laughs>
3: hmm. Do they come out of the woodwork this time of the year, the people trying to sell things?
11: Uh, they're, they're, they've been out of the woodwork since legalization. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, do
3: that. Okay, if you, if you like the Chiefs or the 49ers, uh, especially the Chiefs, is it better to do the money line or move do a teaser and move through that number of yeah. three?
11: Well, I mean, I, I would say this. If it was a normal week, uh, as far as, uh, you know, I had 15 games, to, 16 games to choose from. I mean, Kansas City as part of a one, one leg of a two-team teaser would be tremendous. It would be one of my favorite bets i made all year. I, the problem is I, I don't have anything to tie them to. I mean, the total, you can't tease totals. I mean, Really? The, you, you can't tease? Why luck. not? Uh, I mean... <laughs> The points don't, I mean, when you're talking, I mean, you tell me, I mean, what's more key three and seven or some random total in the 40? Yeah. I mean, it just, it, 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 you cannot win long-term bet teasing totals. You, you can't. So is that going to stop people from doing it? No. I mean, even guys that are going to act sharp are going to say, probably tease uh, Kansas city and the under. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm not going to be one of those guys.
4: Brad, you always preach, you know, bet a little to win a little, that kind of thing. You know, obviously, if the Chiefs win, it's it's likely Mahomes is going to be the MVP. You know, I know you're against parlays. Would you make that a separate bet? If you wanted to bet the Chiefs, make that a bet, and then also Mahomes MVP as a separate bet. How would you go about that?
11: Yeah, there you go. There we go. We're, We're even. Done,
4: yeah. We're yeah. even. No more good questions. I'm flexing my arms here <laughs> in the studio, <laughs> Do You
3: have no more good
11: questions. <laughs> if they allow it. Uh, and they usually don't allow you to parlay props. Yeah. But if you were to parlay Chiefs' money line, which I didn't answer Greg's question, mm-hmm. it's kind of complicated. Uh, sure, Chiefs' I mean, he, he, I think the way he was approaching it was, you know, it, uh, spread under three, why not just if you like Kansas City, mm-hmm. you bet a money line because you don't have to lay 110. You can just get, you know, plus money. In theory, that usually works. The problem with the Super Bowl is, A lot of times you don't get discounts on the money line on the underdog because that's what people want to bet. So many more people bet the money line on the underdog in the Super Bowl, so I'm not sure that that's the right answer. But to get back to John's question, uh, if they allow it, Kansas City money line parlay to to Mahomes winning the MVP would be a positive EV bet. There's a lot of – and why would it be a positive EV parlay bet? You you hear me say, don't parlay, don't parlay. Well – there's correlation. When there's correlation right. in your parlay, you know if A happens, then B is also likely to happen. Then you can parlay stuff. People don't think like that. Uh, you know, say you, you know for instance, uh, a certain NBA player is going to play reduced minutes uh, for the upcoming game, and the sportsbooks don't have it uh, properly priced. Then of course you're going to parlay points under, rebounds under, assists under. Mm-hmm. That's correlated parlays. Those guys like myself are making all the time. when I say people don't bet, you know, don't parlay, they're just thinking, well, you know, on the college football card today, you know, I like Kansas, Uh, you know, I like, uh, you know, Notre Dame, I like Ohio State, I like Alabama, I like Clemson, I like Michigan. Let's go ahead and throw them in a 6-17 parlay, and that's what I want to do. And that's the only bet I'm going to make today, and hopefully it hits. But uh, don't do that. But when there's correlation, like what John asked,
3: yeah, it's a good bet. Mm any props stand out to you and what, what's the max you can do on props by the way?
11: Uh, usually about a G. Yeah. Uh, so a thousand, uh, so not bad. Uh, so, I mean, it maybe get a it depends on the prop. Uh, and it depends as we get closer to kick, maybe they'll take a little bit more, but about, usually about a thousand is a fair bet, which I think is a fair bet period. That's going to include mostly everyone out there. Uh, What I I haven't particularly bet too many myself, only five or six, but the ones that are the guys I trust, keep in mind I don't originate the NFL, especially player props. The thing that the the stuff that keeps coming across my desk are San Francisco overs in the rushing department, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, whether it's uh, Debo Samuels, the expectation is he could get a couple carries in this game uh, as far as versatile looks. And why is that the case? Well, if there's one edge, significant edge that San Francisco has, it's their run game against Kansas City, who struggles against the run, particularly the teams that run, you know, have a zone rush offense. Uh, so, yeah, Canada, that, that's one where a lot of the pros are thinking San Francisco's going to take advantage, something Baltimore did not uh, against the Chiefs defense.
4: Hey, Brad, I had a quick NBA question for you. I know NBA's not your bag, but we just saw that Donovan Mitchell is like plus 30,000 to win the MVP. Cavs right now are are the two-seed in the East if – if they were to overtake and get that one seed, you know, is that a pretty decent pizza money bet that, you know, if he's the best best player on the best team in the East, it, as it turns out, I mean, is that that's that's a pretty good ROI, no? A Little pizza money plus on plus 30,000. Yeah, plus 30,000 <laughs> little, little little pizza money so on
11: Spider Mitchell?
4: 30,000. I <laughs> that's
11: 300 to 1. Yeah. Well, yeah, It's and that's FanDuel, Patton. We looked it up. Yeah. That's FanDuel that that is, is right yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Like, I have no idea the NBA. I haven't even watched a single NBA. Yeah. So if you're telling me you've shopped six, eight books, and that's by far the best
3: odds you can get on something like that, then sure, make the bet. Yeah, but if he's only, if I not, mean, the, but a hundred bucks, he's he's just going to do it. You know that. Nah, I won't do a hundred. Oh, okay. He's not, or whatever you do, you're not going to yeah, stop. Yeah, I might, I might do a hundred. Why not? You know, <laughs> win 30,000 or 3,000 or whatever it is. I don't know. You know, a guy uh, can dream, right? Yep. Right, Brad, that's, that's Brad, what this is all about. How will you watch the Super Bowl? I want, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm you I'm, fell asleep on it last year, didn't you, Brad?
11: Yeah, I usually don't watch too much of it, to be honest with you. Uh, season's over. Uh, what will be will be. I I, I usually start grading. I usually wait till the game's over, and then I start grading everything. Uh, because, I don't know, it's the type of game. It depends on how much I bet. I mean, there's some Super Bowls where I have 150, 200 bets, and I feel like every play I'm riding on every play. <laughs> every play I do not like – I don't like watching a game where I'm riding on every single play. It right. has nothing to do with side or total and it's uh two teams i could care less about so i usually wait until the game is over and just start grading so i don't usually watch Super so Bowl; i watch it like the next day so I'm boring
3: I'll what about in, so what you about
11: don't, in you game? don't watch
4: it you don't watch it all for entertainment it's all it's all business it's all in game
3: too right there's that right in game yeah there's in
11: game yeah i mean good, good point there uh, there you go there's just i gives me one and a half uh, to one that's
4: why you kept yeah okay i see what you did the there
11: in game the in-game can be really good because they take higher limits and there's more availability right. uh, on uh, one in-game bet. It. I don't. I'm not a great in-game better. I mean, you gotta know your weaknesses, but I, I'm not always a, a great in-game better. To be honest with you, it's it's not something that I do. Uh, I'm really good at.
3: Brad, we're going to let you go. I don't want John to ask another good question to take the lead this morning. Yeah, Greg wins today. One and a half to one.
4: That's all right. You're you're out of here soon. I'm going to get all the good questions. Uh, Hey,
3: Brad, thank you, man. (laughs) Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Tell the people how to get in touch.
11: BradPowerSports.com, dead top of the page, Bill King tab. You can early renew uh, for the upcoming 2024 season at BradPowerSports.com.
3: I'm been a subscriber for years and will continue to be so. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate, Appreciate you, man. Brad. Thanks, man. Hey. Take All care, right. guys. Thanks, All Brad. Right. All right. Brad, that's funny. <laughs> We've sort of told him though what we do in here, yeah. you know, and, and just, but and, and I hear favoring you because you're out of here. Soon. No, it's because I have asked better questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
12: This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Step through the doorway and immerse yourself in a state of total serenity. Welcome to Mokara Spa. Massage therapy, facials, body treatments, and more. Or try one of our signature services. These customizable services combine proven techniques with the latest spa supplements to help relax the body, restore the mind, and soothe the senses. Downtown now has a destination for you to do good things for yourself. A gift certificate to Mokara is the perfect present for the loved one in your life. Surprise someone with a trip to Mokara Spa. More information at 761-3600. Complimentary valet parking. Why not treat you and your loved one to a couple's retreat at Mokara? Call to arrange your gift certificates for Valentine's Day. Or simply take five minutes, leave your car with the valet, and stop in. Located at 250 Fifth Avenue South, inside the Omni Nashville Hotel.
13: Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it, the price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333.
14: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour.
15: There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal.
4: The Greg Pogue and John Burton
1: Show. Wow, those guys are still on. Hey,
3: it is Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, presented by Omni Nashville Hotel. Pat Cook, John Burton, Greg Pogue. Tomorrow, Roy's Meat Service Man. Out on, uh, just Google it. It's out on nineteen. I am uh, going to
4: stock up on some protein. I'm going to get me some chicken, some steak, maybe some fish, maybe some salmon.
3: They got fish. I got fish out there, right? The meat shop. Well, yeah, right out of the Cumberland River. They'll get you some of that yeah, uh, the, the, Cumberland River sushi. Yeah, the three-eyed fish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just stick to turkey, I'll chicken, put, and put steak. Put it on rice, a little wasabi. Well, you're good. A little
4: chicken, a little steak, a little ground turkey. Huh? It's good protein, man. Build muscle. <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> i don't know we it's only a two-hour show yeah, i don't is, have uh, enough time you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
3: so kentucky vandy tonight right um Desert. and the spreads nine and a half Yep. i think i'm loading up on the wildcats i think they're coming in here with a high rbf the red booty factor yes. is running wild on them right now and vandy's got to have the hangover from its first win since Methuselah was a child, um, I think
4: it's going to be close for a while. But I just think about halfway through the second half, I think Kentucky's going to run away from them. Don't don't you feel that way, or
3: nah? Heavy home crowd for Kentucky.
5: They're yeah. already.
3: Oh, eight. they'll be they'll be all they'll be in full bloom. You know why? Because half the state of Kentucky is closer to Nashville than it is Lexington. Mm-hmm. If you just split, if you just go north on I sixty five, sort of splits it. You know, yeah. West can you know, west to that. There people like in Paducah and Hopkinsville or Bowling Green or that entire half of the state they they never go to Lex they can't they can't get a ticket and -hmm. they don't travel to Rupp Arena so their chance to see Kentucky is here yep because they can get tickets good point you know and it's easy to travel yep and so yeah there's I know I got buddies. Oh, I, I, you give me. I mean, uh, what I don't. I mean, what about look like Ticketmaster here? What? No, I cannot get <laughs> man, the can give some tickets, man. Get tickets. Well, I'd say. Well, there.
4: those, you know. So the same people to ask us like, why aren't you at the Super Bowl? I'm like, well, because we don't have that kind of budget, and the Titans aren't playing mm. in it.
3: <laughs> uh, so, what do you do? You you will be working Sunday night, huh? I'm you'll actually work. off Sunday. Really? Ooh, what?
4: We do uh, programming note, folks. We will not have a Sunday Sports Central. We'll just have a regular thirty-five minute uh, newscast mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl. You know, obviously, it's a very high rating, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do a regular newscast. Yeah. And, and Steve's just gonna do it. And just a regular. Brian, Brian, Brian regular and Steve night. said, "Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday off. We don't need you to come in." So, so wow, yeah, it's you
3: man, what are you doing? I've
4: made some tentative plans. What are you
3: doing? Uh, I I want to know I've, I've, what the hell you're doing.
4: <laughs> you you really want the truth? Well, well I, don't I, start telling me the truth now. So I don't know what. I might be like getting together with somebody I
3: met on Bumble to watch the game. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't that's not a you know what, quite frankly. Yeah. If I were single, mm-hmm. that's exactly the route because you just I, I mean that's the, a perfect the, casual first Well in- no, because or, yeah. the traditional way of of meeting people yeah. unless you're going meet them at church. Right. Or because you go out to the bars, right? Right. You know what I need to do.
4: I mean, mean to do this anyway. Uh I got to take a yoga class. That's where you meet girls, bro. And you know, I I need it because my body's all beat up from 19 years of rugby and six years of professional wrestling. Yeah, I am a case study for Bumble. Yeah, your lovely fiance, You you guys met on Bumble, correct?
3: I'm. At first, I scoffed at it. I am a firm believer in. Hey, there's people out there that were looking and and you know, why go somewhere else to be found, right? Well, yeah, here's let's go here's, to the bar. Here's so a good so sorry part to meet my, my husband. If, if-
4: no. If you meet somebody on a dating site, right, and, you know, listen, shop around, you know, we're, we don't. Brad know, Powers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> shop, shop around, try to get the best value. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. a different animal. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's a different So, you know, the, the, Bumble, the, 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 Bumble, yeah. Bumble does not advertise with us, so I'm not, rec- you know, just whatever days. Is- what is it? Is it like just like. It's, it's like Tinder. It's like anything else. Uh, is it, but it gives yeah, the girl of
5: all the power. Right. Oh, if it she likes them-
4: you, she reaches out. Yeah. So that way, you know, a couple of things, oh. one, she's interested two, she's single three. She's interested in dating.
3: So both of you had a, 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 a female reach out to you. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yes.
4: Yeah. Wow. So
3: yeah, you need to grab it takes her. The, it takes the guesswork <laughs> out of it. Well, how about this?
4: She like, we're practically neighbors. We were texting yesterday and I, and I told her where I live and she told me where she, uh, she lived and we're basically neighbors. So.
3: Oh, you, you, sure, you sure it's not Vandy Clay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> take <Man>. a break. <laughs>
15: <Man. clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And the jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds
6: like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
10: Attention business owners, WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039 or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com.
12: download
6: the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code lift for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's promo code lift you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or any gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code lift for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code lift
1: when was the last time you did something fun with family friends co-workers and clients what if i told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. This is the Greg Vogue and John Burton Show.
4: I feel bad for Lamar. Not all his fault, but a lot of it's his fault. Just didn't play well. He looked rattled. Bagnolo's done a great job with that defense. Looked rattled. You know he takes part of the blame. Obviously, Zay Flowers takes a lot of the blame. Fumbling at the goal line. That stupid taunting penalty. You can't do that. Greg Fogue
0: and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome
1: back live from the Strike and Spare studio. Call or text at 615-844-5600. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show.
3: You know, uh, we were talking about those dating websites. I go to hotgrandmas.com uh, myself.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what do you have I over thought, there? For? I thought maybe it was Farmers Only. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> to be lonely I at we... farmersonly.com. You give me a
3: farm girl, I'm fine. Um... What he got over? What Vrabels? Too, yes. is he like Vrabels he, too big to be the, a head coach now. He's the, he's the incredible Hulk. What <laughs> yeah, so, uh, 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 he turns green <laughs> when he gets mad. Yeah, what Mike
5: Vrabel's publicist uh, Diana Rossini has come out <laughs> with the article.
3: What did he
7: say? The
5: headline is: Why was Mike Vrabel passed on this coaching cycle? An anonymous GM tells Diana Rossini that Vrabel's physical stature may have been a factor. He's quote. He's a very large human being. He can be (laughs) very intimidating to people in an organization. End quote. What? He's too big, guys. D'Amico Rines is a big guy.
3: He's probably not as big. He's probably going to win coach of the year. Is Vrabel, but Vrabel's bigger than him. Is Vrabel the biggest coach? Was he last year the biggest coach? Yeah, but D'Amico Rides is jacked. Dan Campbell, I'd say. Yeah, Dan Campbell's a big guy. D'Amico
4: Ryan's is a so what's still the, in shape. Guy. So Brian a, Flores, when he was a coach, you talk about intimidating. That guy is jacked to the gills, and, he, so and he, always looks, he always looks pissed off.
3: Diana Rossini looking for an excuse why her boy didn't get a job. Yes, basically. Yes, sure, sure. I'll say I'll say yes that. to that. Yeah. You don't have to. I'll, you got you, you do this. You, you don't. You can do that in a week after next. I will say <laughs> I will say
4: yes to that. So yeah, yeah. There you go. He's too big. Dan Quinn's a big guy. He just got hired by the commanders. I mean, what are we doing here? Gerard Mayo was a former NFL linebacker. He's a big guy. He's a Patriots head coach. That's That's weird. Oh I, you know what? It's shame on Diana for even printing that. Even if a GM said that, it might have been in jest.
3: I, I don't know. I that's it's weird. An anonymous GM who is smaller than Vrabel said that. <laughs> Think it was Carthon? Carlo's a big guy. <laughs> no, uh He used to be an NFL real Rossini's boycotting him now. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but she's still got the. Uh, she's still the Vrabel mouthpiece. Evidently, Good for her. Yeah. Hey, coming up at ten twenty-five, Watson Brown, a coach's view. Nick Guerrero, south back south of the border. He was in Toronto all last North week. North
4: of the border. What did I say? He's, if back, he's south he's, of the border. He would have been he, in Mexico. He's back
3: south of
4: the border. <laughs>
1: This is a special report from ABC News. Trump immunity ruling. I'm Sherry Preston. The D.C. Court of Appeals has ruled that former President Donald Trump does not have blanket immunity from criminal
14: prosecution for actions taken while in the White House. In Washington, the latest from ABC News national correspondent, Stephen Portnoy. The three-judge panel categorically rejects Trump's claim of immunity, saying it would quote, collapse our system of separated powers by putting a former holder of the presidency quote, above the law for all time thereafter. That's an outcome the appeals judges say they cannot accept and one for which there is no functional justification. Trump now has two routes of appeal here. He can go to the full D.C. Circuit Court of 11 judges and ask them to hear the case. They can decline to take it up. He can also go directly to the Supreme Court, which can also decline to take it up.
1: This marks the second time in as many months that judges have said no to Trump's immunity arguments and held he can be prosecuted for actions while in the White House and in the run-up to January 6th. This is ABC News.
7: $3,000 to fix my transmission? $5,000
14: to replace the
16: engine?
7: You can't avoid breakdowns, but with Coverage X, no more ridiculous repair bills. Transmission, engine, electronics, Coverage X's vehicle protection plan has you covered with budget friendly, flexible, month to month plans. Call 800 875 9695 or CoverageX.com. With CoverageX, unavoidable, unaffordable car repair bills are covered. Visit CoverageX.com or 800 875 9695. 800 875 9695. Got
10: and now, Keep It Clean Tree Service is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve in our U.S. military. Please visit uso.org and locate Military Care Package to see how you could make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Keep It Clean Tree Service. For tree trimming, tree removal, stuff removal, grinding, and site management, beautify your property with Keep It Clean Tree Service. Give the pros a call today at 615-480-0029, 615-480-0029, or visit keepitcleansolutions.com. That's Keep It Clean Tree Service, proudly saluting our troops and veterans
12: doctor today about Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call one 866 sky to learn more. With
3: 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as a $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off star leasing company not your typical semi-trailer leasing company it's a starleasing.com to learn more
13: are you ready to rock boys and girls
3: behold it's the
1: single greatest thing on earth
13: are you listening to me
1: welcome back
0: to the greg bogue and john burton show brought to you by the omni nashville hotel
3: It is hour number two. Call, text, 615 844 5600 Coach's view with Watson Brown. That's gonna be coming up uh in about twenty minutes, usually on Wednesday, but tomorrow, uh Roy's meat service. Uh Jeff Fisher will be there. We're gonna have a bunch of Nashville Cats announcements. Jeff Roy and uh John is already uh getting a wheelbarrow to roll out all of his proteins. Uh That's tomorrow, right. I'm telling Chicken,
4: you. Chicken steak, ground turkey. Let's oh, go.
3: They have they have prime. Out there. You don't get prime in Publix. You can't get no. prime in Kroger. No. You can't get sprouts. Prime. No, no, no. no, no, no. Whole Foods. You can get You can get prime. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. You can get prime there. Mm-hmm. It is. You know what? Um, Nick Guerrero, we know him as the um, assistant AD for communications and special things. Is that that the title? Special Things. Special Things. And they spell it that way. T-H-A-N-G-S. He's the assistant AD for communications and creative content, but he's also the hockey administrator uh, for TSU. Of course, the first HBCU to have hockey. Nick, um, and I think he's just got it, he's out of detox now from a week in Toronto at the (laughs) All Star Game. What's up, man? Morning, Nick. Good to see you.
17: How are we feeling today? Good,
3: man. How are you
17: feeling? I think the detox is the best word you use all day. <laughs> yeah,
4: so, you, can have, you can have yourself a good old time in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, can't you? So <laughs>
3: how did this all come about? You spent the week at the NHL All-Star Game. We just tell us about everything.
17: Yeah, so um, we had the opportunity to speak at the Carnegie uh, Initiative Summit, which is, I think, in its third year. Um, so Herb Carnegie... Um, was probably one of the best black hockey players that never got to play in the NHL. Obviously, Willie O'Ree being the first. You mm-hmm. know, if, if if we look at baseball, he's, you know, he's, he's the... He's the Jackie Robinson of well, the NHL, right? Well, or no? Willie would be, he's the Buck he's the buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neill, okay. He's, so he's yeah. the, and they actually made a movie about uh, Herb Carnegie and Buck O'Neill about being the first to not get through. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I
4: actually interviewed Willie O'Ree uh, a couple of years ago.
17: Really nice man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this, it was a two-day summit um, where it was, all different types of people from the NHL to the women's new women's league, PWHL to um, civil leaders in, in Ontario and the United States, TV partners, NHL partners, just kind of talking about the equalities and the inequalities of sport. And I was, I was able to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, from the grassroots sides, what we're doing, but also to educate and be educated as well. You know, one of the things that as we start, as we're starting to recruit for hockey players is that many players of color and Canada don't know what HBCUs are because they don't have them in Canada sure. and sure. also the way that players of color are looked differently than they are in the United States it's different um so just being able to go up there educate people on what um Tennessee state's all about who we are and and what our uh, what our game plan is going to be as we start you know and getting ready for September uh it was a amazing opportunity made some friends you know you, you always want to go up there and I hate, you know, I didn't want to be the church guy passing around the hat because everybody, you know, is always talking about who needs money for funding and everything. Um, but that was kind of the big conversations is how the HBCUs are so underfunded. We, you guys talk about it all the time and you know, the, just people just dropping their jaws, not understanding the fact that like, you know, TSU owed that $2.1 billion by the state and, 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 you know, everyone thinks, you know, HBCUs are all, you know, Deion Sanders and, and everything <laughs> right, is, just, right. is just great and Coach <laughs> Prime and all that. And, and right. you try to explain to them that, no, that's not exactly how this works. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good. And then after that, spent the last couple of days um, at the All-Star Game, like like Pogi was saying, just uh, meeting, shaking hands, kissing babies, and, nice. uh, you know, spreading, spreading the gospel of uh, what TSU hockey will be. Well, we know that the NHL has been really, really
4: proactive you know, about their hockey is for everyone initiative. And, you know, here locally with the Predators, they've got the, you know, the Predators have the, the Guider initiative of which I'm a, a board member, proud board member. Um, trying to let everybody know that, you know, hockey really is for everyone. You know, I mean, I, I've been, you know, as an African American sports anchor, reporter, you know, every market I've worked in except for my first one in Syracuse, New York has been a hockey I've been covering hockey since, you know, the late 90s. And, you know, I enjoy the sport, and you know it's fun to cover. And it really is a sport that everyone can enjoy, whether or not you want to play or not. But you know, I one of the things that struck me, guys, when I first got here and started going to Predators games, I'd never seen so many people of color attend a hockey game and enjoy it. It's it wasn't that way in Pittsburgh. It wasn't that way in Buffalo. My previous stops. So you know, the NHL has been very proactive about you know making making the sport. All inclusive, which I think is a good thing.
17: Well, and, and I think it was interesting too because not only, you know, we're we talking about players of color, but obviously in Canada, you're talking about Indigenous players. Mm-hmm. So I had the opportunity to sit down with guys like Ted Nolan, who coached up in Buffalo. Yep, I covered um, him. Yep, Brian Burke, you know, who used to be with Pittsburgh and and um, with the You Can Play group. Um, but just the amount of people, the positives that we heard, um, and, and Ted Nolan was one of the guys that we spoke about. It was I spoke with that even talked a little bit about how. You know, us having the first HBCU team, they've been trying in Canada to do that with indigenous players and finding places for them to go. And they've struggled with it. And and our opportunity helps that. But, you know, as you were making the joke, about being south of the border, there's actually a group um, and a tournament that gets played down in Florida called the Amerigold Cup, which is South American countries that play hockey. And talking to the organizer of that event, Teams in Mexico and in Colombia, they said, could probably qualify for like the the lower tier Olympics if they had a, if they had a, a secondary group. Um, and there are some players that are that are you know in in Latin America that are good enough hockey players for us to take a look at as well. Well,
3: and in the the sport is international to a point, right? Uh, you know, certainly in Europe. You know, we know what it is in in Russia and 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 here, obviously, in North America. but yeah, I, that 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 I never even thought about that. South America, the African countries, Mexico, mm-hmm. that how hockey is international, but limitedly uh, if that's a if that's a word.
17: Well, and the other interesting part too, and in this is something for for kind of you to do down the road, they're building a arena in Cancun. So Greg Pogue could be the general manager of the Cancun oh, there you whatevers. Go. Just think about it, man. Just think about it. Come on. Hang out in Cancun 24-7, Pogue?
3: Yeah, they don't need me down there. Talking
2: about detoxing,
3: that would be a daily event if I'm in Cancun. (laughs) So we're uh, Mm -hmm. brought with uh, uh, Nick Guerrero with us, uh, the AD. Let's just call him the AD for hockey at TSU, simply. Where are you? Where, give me, give me the time of what you're facing, what you need, where you're headed.
17: Yeah, so February is actually going to be a really good month for us. Um, you know, everyone's been been asking about uniforms and equipment and stuff like that, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, uh, save me uh, a jersey by the way. Uh, trust me, everyone, everyone's asking for that. Uh, there's a performer who's playing in Nashville this week that's looking for one as well too. Okay, trying to okay. get one for him. Um, but no, you know, we're we're February's gonna be a big month for us. We have posted our coaches position. For the first, um, you know, for for our first ever head coach, and I've been getting a lot of phone calls from people about that. Our our uniforms will launch. Did a little tease last week on social media, um, you know, scheduling's out there. It's coming together. Uh, we're the club hockey world is starting to go into its playoffs, so we're going to be make. I'm going to make the journey. Clarksville's hosting a, a playoff round, so we're going to go up there over the weekend. Um, while you. I get to go to lovely St. Louis. I get to go to Clarksville. Well, St. Charles <laughs> and
3: Cape Girardeau. Yep. There you go.
17: F and M which hosted a, a very big show mm-hmm. on last Saturday. Yep. Um, so we are moving. You know, uh, the, the the kind of hurdles that we're facing are just like we were talking about before. Just finding you know friends of the program and stuff like that to kind of put it all together. But you know, I think I, when I left when I left Toronto, someone asked me how did I feel. I said I walked into this group of about a thousand people of color as white kid from new york and kind of felt (laughs) out of place and i left and i've been invited to july parties to come back to canada you know so i so i I walked in as the outsider and and i left as a friend of everybody that's so so cool um it was a really good opportunity for us and and i think you know our program is going to continue to keep growing and um you know happy with the partnership with the Prez and the nhl and the good stuff that they are doing and You know, finding out that there are other allies that want to be part of our program. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the best thing right there.
3: You know, uh, I go to TSUtigers.com, the hockey link, and I click on roster. (laughs) Okay, where are we with that? I mean, that's getting the players in. How does that work? Because they don't have to be NCAA approved, right? Because you're not an NCAA sport yet.
17: So it's kind of interesting in the sense, like, yes. Yeah, so since we are starting out year one as a club team, everyone's going to essentially is going to come into the program as a regular student or, or like as a walk-on, we'll say, or like as a walk-on football yeah. player, you know, right. they're not scholarshiped by athletics and that's the difference between the varsity and the club side of it. So every student will have to go through the normal um, application process and, you know, making sure that they have the grades and the SAT scores and all that stuff. Um, we've got one player already on campus, Xavier Abel. Um, and, you know, we've had about, you know, I'll say 10 kids that have already gone through the application process, and, and as I'm finding out, college is hard to get into these days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, when I got into college, it was like, come out, I was, yeah, I was yeah. the smartest, I was definitely not the smartest kid, right. but I somehow like, got into college. It's like, can you afford tuition? Yeah. Right. Come on in. You know, it's like, it's like I've, had parents, I've had conversations with parents, like, you know, they give you 200 points just for the SAT. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, the, like the, the, the amount of players that want to come has skyrocketed I th- you know we've got on our page obviously our um prospective form and I think I'm at like 150 players wow. that have reached out really? not, uh, on top of that and and they have all different types of levels um, yeah. of, of expertise and you know the one thing and it's interesting the transfer portal just like it is in the varsity world is also in is in the club hockey world and there have been players that have to not get you know tampering issues but have reached out and said hey I play for team X and I'm mm-hmm. a player of color or you know, um, and it's just not working out for me at my current team. What do we got to do? And obviously, you know, finish out your season, and right. you know, we'll go through everything and right. stuff like that. And um, a couple of these events over the summer, we're going to go up to some exposure camps and and some uh, showcases, they call it, um, in the hockey world. That's where we're probably going to find the rest of our players. But you know, we are we will be ready in September to play, one way or another. That's awesome. You know, some, so cool. it'll, it'll be running someone's credit card probably. <laughs>
3: And you talk about get Eddie what, to yeah. pay for it Can <laughs> <to> afford it. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, Shout out Eddie. Get, get him out on skates right now with <laughs> those two double knee replaced. Imagine um, taking a check uh, in the boards from that guy. <laughs> Xavier Abel, you yeah. mentioned him from Drury University, yeah. a private school in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, he was of their inaugural hockey team, mm-hmm. the only black on it. Now he's understanding now coming in, he's, whether he likes it or not, he's in a pioneer role.
17: Well, and it's kind of funny, you know, when I brought Xavier in, obviously, and, and for everyone in the hockey world, and John will understand this, they're not 17, 18 year old kids. Most right. hockey players are going to come, they're going to come over age already. So, you know, the the, the, the interesting with the hockey players is making sure they're out of the bars before the games, <laughs> <laughs> especially here in Nashville. Oh, well, Talk listen. to the NHL players about that one. I played club yeah. rugby. It was a, right. it was an issue. So. Right. Um, are we talking about <laughs> detoxing? Yeah. <in> here? Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, Xavier's, Xavier's a kid that, like you said, he walked into it, and I love that he's ready for it. But I don't think anybody's gonna be ready for this. Like for and John, you can talk about it, just being the first, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. being the first person of color to do something in this, and for not only for for a university side, but you know, he's kind of become and he's on campus already. He's taking mm-hmm. classes for us this this for the spring, and he's mm-hmm. playing. You know, we got him playing in a beer league on Sunday nights just to keep keep yeah. his, you know, his his feet Skill wet sharp and everything. And everything yeah. Um, he's kind of become the, the popular kid on campus, and 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 he's doing a really good job of telling our story and helping get you know student managers. And I said you know Xavier, I said someone's got to someone's got to learn how to sharpen skates, someone's got to learn how to tape yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. you know when you look at it from the club side, you know you're going to need you know, like basketball and football has all those managers and stuff. So so right. you know, he's done a really good job with that media wise. He's become. You know, great, great to, to talk to, and people really love his story. And he does have a really interesting story. A kid born in Chicago, um, and uh, mom had to get him out of Chicago to play the sport, and moved up to Canada. She took a job um, and moved with him. Um, and it just shows the dedication from a, from a family side. And I think a lot of things we we talk about, and we don't give parents the credit. I mean, hockey is a different type of sport. It's a five a.m. sport. Oh yeah, it's a very, very expensive sport. Yep. yep. You know, just talking about ice time and how people struggle to get ice time and stuff like that, but um you know Xavier's Xavier's gonna be a big part and you know 10 15 years down the line, you know he's he's gonna have something to hang his hat on
4: that's that's awesome and I, I kind of felt the way for, uh, that way when I first started playing club rugby you, you know eons ago when I was in college there were very few if any African Americans playing you know, the sport of rugby obviously it's it's a sport that you know originated in Europe and you know it's all over the Western Hemisphere and stuff like that but I you was know, ex high school football player seemed like fun thing to do, give it a try. And then I ended up playing for nineteen years on the on the men's club level and I enjoyed every minute of it and I made some great friends. And I I did, you know, it was pretty much myself and a guy in the DMV area, Randy Stevens. And we were probably, you know, two of the pioneers for, you know, African Americans playing the sport of rugby. And I take a lot of pride in that. And I'm sure Xavier uh does. And like you said, down the road, that's a legacy that he'll have, and that's that's really cool on his part. I, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, well, these beer leagues on Sunday. Yeah, night, Sunday yeah, night, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so what do you, what do you
17: yep. did? Let me add this because mm-hmm. you didn't come here to do this. No, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> well, you know, it's the story yeah, It's yeah. the story I tell everybody yeah. too, and people kind of look at me and they're like, "Oh my!" It's like the real life Ted Lasso story, essentially. You <laughs> mm-hmm. know um but now you know well i will say this when i did get hired in 21 doc dr allen did kind of say hey you know looking at your resume you have worked at two hockey schools you were a hockey administrator we're going to start this little project like are you comfortable with it and you know what kid who grew up on the ice in new york city is going to say no to, to, to <laughs> right. you know it's like, it's like, it's ranger, like fan Islander ranger fan or fan. Oh, of course there you go um, i knew you were and, smart and exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and, and it's funny because it's like you know and for everyone that's in the you know the 40 and below club it's like it's like you're playing a real life video game yeah. you know you're, like, you're creating your team yeah. from scratch and you know I, I think for what this is going to be and where this is going to go you know I wouldn't be surprised and I'm not saying this out loud but I wouldn't be surprised on the first ever game if we could get maybe 10 to 15 thousand people and I say that because everyone I've spoken to is like give me the date we'll fly to Nashville like that's People awesome. want to see this, and I think the, so cool. I think the, um, the nostalgia is going to be like, I was there for that first game, game two and three, who knows what's going to happen, but right. I think that's going to be the cool part about it, is that first game, the flashbulbs, you know, I think that's going to be the cool part about it. Nick Guerrero.
3: Nick, uh, good to see you, man. Hey, good G, luck. my yeah. guy. Always, yeah, uh, the, uh, I'm just going to call you the hockey AD from here on <laughs> out. <on. laughs> I kind of remember referring to myself as that. Everyone's like, yeah, is that a real it's, job? It's, uh, well, <laughs> it is it, now. It, it, it is such a – I mean, if you'd have told me five years ago I'd be sitting here talking to uh, the AD for hockey at TSU and right. go, what? Right. Yeah, then, That was you know. not my bingo card no, five years no. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Continued Thank success, man. Keep yeah, up the good it, work, it's bro. Just a, what a, just a really cool story. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll take a break. A Coach's View with Watson Brown coming up.
13: In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it's shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing. The American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today.
14: A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said, he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers. Folks like me who get the runaround from banks. And he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number. 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees knowledge does knowledge tree mortgage 859 9599 859 9599
8: Ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS ten thousand dollars or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS, or our services cost you nothing. The first one hundred people.
0: It's a Bill King Show. Like
1: I've mentioned, I thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick was trending, I'd be lying.
6: I'd just be, that would be the host trying to act like he knew something he didn't know. Why would I present that to you? I am shocked. I was taken aback by
0: it. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM.
1: The show played on a loop at Guantanamo Bay. The Greg Pogan John Burton Show.
8: Let's go. Oh, I like it! It's up to
1: you
7: now! It's up to you! I like it!
1: And now, it's time for A Coach's View with Watson Brown.
3: It is The Coach's View! High from the plateau. You can know, always say that he's looking from the plateau southerly. He he can he can see Richmond, Kentucky, from where he lives.
16: What's going on, man?
3: <laughs> hey, coach.
16: Hey, guys. It's not that high up here now. No, we got a little elevation, but we're not in the clouds. <laughs> well, <of course. laughs> well, you don't
3: want to trust me. You don't want to see Eastern Kentucky anyway. I understand that all of their buildings will soon have indoor plumbing. So.
16: Uh, <laughs> That's a Western Kentucky man <laughs> talking right there. Oh, that
18: I, is a Western and, Kentucky and man is, right there. And Walt Wells, the coach up there, at
3: Kentucky, a, a McGavick, Joe, be a big Joe friend, buddy of mine. So um, anyway, um, <laughs> our Super Bowl. I mean, what do you what are you thinking? I mean, how, how do you bet against Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey and Kansas City and that defense? I don't know how you bet against them.
16: I don't either. I really don't. Other than that, seems to be the talk. And usually, when that's the talk, the other team loosens up and lets it go. Um, I think it's it, it, it's going to be off of the first half, because maybe even the first quarter, because San Francisco is a major front runner team. They when they get the lead and they can let the and everybody got to start throwing the ball. That's when they're at their best. That pass rush is fantastic. Their pass coverage is very good. They don't stop the run well. Uh, And in early downs, they look like an average defense to me. But I just think that's going to be hard to do against the Chiefs now. The Chiefs just don't mess anything up. They just don't. They're not going to give the game away. And Mahomes is not going to give the game away. And he's the one touching the ball every down. So I just think it'd be hard. I think that's the only way San Francisco wins, if they get a lead and then they can get after the quarterback.
4: Uh, you know, speaking of the quarterback coach, you know, everybody talks about Brock Purdy and, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's just a system quarterback and this, that, and the third. Bottom line, to me, I think he looks like a pretty good quarterback. He made some plays. I mean, you know, San Francisco did not play all that particularly well in major parts of both their playoff games. And I thought in both games, Purdy was able to make some plays to help them pull it out. I mean, is this you know, I think I think we're doing a disservice to Purdy saying he's just a system quarterback surrounded, you know, coached by an offensive genius and, and surrounded by good players. This kid's good, isn't he? Yeah,
16: he's real good. He he makes plays, John, that aren't within the system. You can call him a system guy. He won't, but he and he seems to make them at critical times. That's what I like about him. He kind of one of those guys that doesn't seem to want the limelight and all that, but then when it's time to make a play, he shows up and. He's one of those that's hard to do. I've seen, I've coached many of them, and quarterbacks, and and it's easy to play quarterback when things are rolling, but when things aren't going good, and you're the guy that's got to turn it around, uh, he seems to be one of those that does that. He reminds me, Pogi, of the guy that's going in the Vanderbilt Hall of Fame this year, my old quarterback, Whit Taylor. Whit was just, I mean, he he was deadly. He'd kill you. He just had that spirit about him, and when it was time to make a play, Wit would make him over and over and over, just like this kid, uh, not real tall, throw between people, great feet, move around, make plays running, make plays scrambling. Uh, he reminds me of Wit so much, and that, that, that hits home to me quite a bit. So I still pick the Chiefs, but I've, I've got a gray area there saying, <laughs> man, right. th- don't count this bunch out. By the way, Whit Taylor should have been in the
3: Vanderbilt Athletics Hall of Fame a decade ago. Oh, maybe more. more or 20 years ago. 30 <laughs> yeah, years ago. Yeah, I mean, good then. gracious. My life. gosh. 50-something records. Yeah, that. He's, yeah he, said, he probably owns half of them still, right?
16: Still, probably half of them, yeah. and he and the offense op- between him and the offense, op- fifty-five records, I think. Which <laughs> wow! Was during that time, how in the world <laughs> that guy? Yeah, going so out? they're
3: going to slide him in the Hall of Fame? Are well, they going to let him come up the back door in the back of a truck? What? <laughs> I don't know. My
16: gosh! <laughs> uh, it don't matter. Don't There's not been a better don't... one, and I coached some really good ones. Yeah. There. Yep. Uh, some really good ones. Eric, Eric Jones, John Gromos. Marcus Wilson, you'll know all the names, Pokey. Just at Vanderbilt alone, Witt Taylor, I mean now, special. But he and Purdy are two peas in the pod. Ah, Witt was just lucky in that game. Well, he did it the next one. Then he'd do it in the next one. Then he'd do it in the next one. I mean, he's deadly, and that's what I see in Purdy. Coach, what about the other quarterback? He's
4: pretty good. I mean, everybody's talking (laughs) about Mahomes, you know, uh, you know, approaching goat status i mean brady's got seven this would be his third but he's pretty much on pace with what brady did at age 28 you know are you a guy that looks into legacy like you know where this puts mahomes if he wins this super bowl his third in what five years whatever it is
16: i i I look at legacy for quarterbacks and legacy for quarterbacks is winning and uh, there's a lot more to playing quarterback. But legacy for those guys is winning, especially in the NFL, but really everywhere. And uh, I think if he wins this one, he becomes number two. Mm. I just think he does. I think he's that. he's been that good for this team, and he's just play after play in so many different ways. Uh, he can beat you in so many different ways. And, I mean, flipping balls underneath, I mean, Backhanding passes to people running and diving for first downs, and he don't look like he can run very well, but he always does. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he just keeps outrunning you. He says, "Oh man, they're fixing to kill him." And he just keeps get some way he gets there. And and uh, so this is big for him because I think it changes for him when Andy reed has gone. I think it's a little bit of the Belichick Brady deal. Those two are so good together. And uh, I don't know how much longer Andy's going, but. Uh, those two together just feed off each other, man. You can see it during games. They just go over, confidently look at each other, in the eye and come up with something, and they they go they go nail you.
4: What what adjustments did Reed make? Because you saw this offense mid season, guys were dropping passes, they couldn't make big plays in the passing game, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, last couple of games of the season, I remember Christmas Day when they lost at home to the Raiders. And I said, this team's cooked. But they've seemed to have yeah. found it in the playoffs. What
16: like yeah. what what's no, changed, talked, I guess, for them? We, we we talked a little bit last week. He yeah. completely changed his personnel groupings. He knew he didn't have the receivers. He'd gone with them and he'd gone with them and he'd gone with them and they just weren't making plays and he stuck another tight end in there with Kelsey. And so they're now a base personnel at two tight ends, two wide receivers, instead of one tight end and three wide receivers. And and uh it, it is they ain't been beat since. They've been beat since they're running the ball, John, so much better. I think he knew we're not going to pass it to beat you. We don't have it this year to do it, and we've got to start running it better. And what it's done is open up the passing game. And the big piece is in the NFL is is matchups, and we all hear that all the time, but it's true. In passing the ball, it's matchups. Well, you stick a second tight end in there. Now, all of a sudden, the defense has got to go back to more of a base personnel or a bigger safety or another linebacker back in the game, and it's a DB off the field. And now Kelsey is going against a big old safety or a or a linebacker. And all of a sudden, now he's starting to catch more balls again. And uh, and, and it's, this isn't talked about near enough. Travis Kelsey is a very good blocker and works at it. A lot of these tight ends in today's world in the NFL, they, that block, you want me to what? And this guy, watch him. Watch him in the Super Bowl. He is, he's feisty. He'll push him around and, and whatever to get his man blocked. But that's been the difference, and that's why I'm picking him, because the matchup with the 49ers and the 49ers don't play the run well, I think that's the matchup change to me.
3: Well, all right, let's get down to it, Watson. Break down the Taylor Swift factor.
16: Oh, Lord. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. evid- I mean, evidently, she's good for Travis. <laughs> he's he's starting to play good, <laughs> man. I mean, he's 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 showing I up. And we're he's, that I mean, just he's the- excited, I mean, energetic. To- I mean, he's been a leader. Yeah. I mean, he's he has been different. I I can't say that it was totally her, but I'm telling you now. <laughs> but they say they say Travis is just when the playoffs come, he's a different dude. Yeah. That's what they say. And I can see a difference in him here in the last 2 or 3 weeks now. the, the competitiveness, the spirit that he's playing with. Uh well, they do they just, just go through the
3: motions through the year just get to the playoffs even if we got to go all the way? Because it just it just
4: yeah. there were times coach and I'm sure you saw it it just looked like Kelsey was a distracted for obvious reasons and B just mm-hmm. you know his head wasn't in the game and I was like And yeah, but I I'm, I'm talking about Kelsey sure. in particular. I'm just like, you know, these I think he's just, you know, I thought the game had caught up with him, and I thought it was, I thought he was done, and then he's been Superman in the playoffs. Hey, a dose of Taylor will do it, evidently. And
16: I think the personnel groupings has been a big piece of that, John, but also his attitude. Yeah, his attitude is totally different, and and uh, I'm not so sure when you've got a solid team like that. Now, if you're if you're fighting to get in the playoffs, you've got to go. But I think you play hard every week, but I don't think you get into. How many of you win, and because honestly, in the NFL, it's all playoff oriented, one hundred percent. And I know you got to get there, but as long as you get there, I think back about the Bucks a few years back when they barely got in, and then they win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you've got to be ready to turn it on, and if you turn it on seventeen times before whatever it is, eighteen, seventeen, whatever it is, if you've got to do that, it's hard. You're wore out by playoffs time, and And I'm not saying you don't try or you risk, but you just don't get into. You don't let it get you if you've got losses here and there. Think about the difference. The NFL is so much more competitive and equal than college football. We had two undefeated teams playing each other for the national championship. These guys have got many losses between them that are playing for the Super Bowl. So you can't just get into me. I'm learning that. If I was coaching NFL, I just wouldn't. Unless it's somebody that's fighting to get in, now you got to go. Right, but just don't don't get up and down so bad with a loss here or there. Just keep playing. Right, coach.
4: Uh, speaking of, uh, if you were a coach, if you were Nick Sirianni, and you just found out you got to play your opening game on a Friday night in Brazil, what would be going through your mind at this point?
16: Uh, oh, carnival, yeah. carnival, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I remember the first game I had to coach on midweek game on television at UAB when they we were we were in conference USA we were one of the two conferences that started the midweek the MAC and us were the midweek games early and I the first one we
18: I had no clue
16: what to do I mean it was a Saturday we went and had a game on Thursday from a Saturday it was oh, the man. first one we played in and and but man I learned I must have had thirty of them after that uh, but. So I don't know. I'm sure he said to say, "What think we do? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just go play. Well, don't worry about it. I guess.
4: Yeah, just travel and just go line up and go play. I don't right? know. That's weird. That's <laughs> yeah.
16: really weird. Yeah.
3: How do you how do you watch the game? Do you do you um, you know have your uh, tea and crumpets or what do you do?
16: I sit still and eat whatever I can find. Brenda's a big fan and knows football well, my wife, and yeah. mm-hmm. we just we sit there now, we're we're empty nesters and have been for quite a while and we just sit there and love, talk about the game, enjoy it. We we don't have to pull for anybody anymore. We don't sit there all nervous and whatever. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And uh so I mean we it, it, she got more nervous than me. I would not have wanted to be a coach's wife. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the stands and wanting your husband to win, and worrying right. about your family, and is the next dollar still going to be there? And the chances are, somebody in the stands. I was just going
4: to say, chances are, somebody is you know talking about your oh, husband in the stands, or what a lousy coach chances, he is. Absolutely,
16: <laughs> chances are. I mean, Lord have mercy. I mean, did she ever no, ask you about? No, a call. She's been a great one, no doubt about. Did that. she
3: ever say, what would you call that? Why'd you go for it on fourth oh. down?
16: You should have punted." She was fantastic to me. She When she'd get on me is when we'd win. She was good <laughs> when we'd lose. But mm. but it might be four or five days later, Pogi, she'd say, tell me why you called that player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'd try to explain it to her or I'd give her a dirty look or whatever I'd do. Right? I mean, but she's great. She I remember... We started off great at Cincinnati, and, and when I was a head coach there, we had beat Penn State, and we're rolling, and then we lose our quarterback, and Miami comes to town. The Hurricanes, and they yeah. were really good. Uh, this this was in Shim Beckler's time. I mean, in, uh, uh, dang, what's coaching? Jimmy Johnson? No, before the, Butch the, the original. Oh, uh. Uh-huh.
3: Now Jim Beckler was the was
16: got a start. Jim was Michigan. Who, no, no, no we no, uh, missing S- it.
3: Snellenberger.
16: Snellenberger. Yeah. was the coach, and they were very yeah. good. And it's raining, and and it, and it's Brenda's sitting up under the thing in the old old Riverfront in Cincinnati, and uh, somebody's behind her eating me alive, and finally <laughs> said something like, "Who is calling those blankety blank plays down there?" Well, she stood up, and said, "It's my husband." What about it? <laughs> They said, but otherwise sitting around, and they said, the there, they said that guy just cringed up and he laughed. Hanging around, so I mean, she's she's a piece of work now. I'm uh, telling
3: you, oh, that's great. The we, well, I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, but where we're headed with the University of Tennessee suing the NCAA, the state of Virginia, a Commonwealth, the state of uh, Tennessee, their attorney generals suing the NCAA, it just seems like the NCAA is boxed. And here's why I got to thinking about it, because, you know, whatever the control they have, they don't have in football, okay, at the highest level, number one, number two. Number two is, hey, the NCAA is only enforcing the rules that are set by the schools and directed for them to execute,
16: right? There are no rules. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how you what can, rules get after somebody when you I, you know, I didn't know there was a rule for this. Uh, you know? And then and then I hear this thing about well you can't you can't I guess what they're saying is that you can't give him his package as far as the money and all that till he's on campus and in school. Duh? How in the world? I mean so I'm supposed to go as a football coach to a new university, and I don't know what they're going to pay me or nothing. Is that the way Ridiculous. this is supposed to work? I mean, give me a break. You've got to talk to these kids. They, they're not going to go somewhere when they don't know what they're walking into. That's not fair, and that's one of the things I hear them saying and something about football. Uh, <laughs> Flew him in. Uh, I mean, he probably could have flew himself in with the money's already making Well, but he's, he's a potential client to, I mean,
3: to that nil. That was the system that was set up. I've that's got to the entertainment. I mean, yeah, roll, I want to entertain pokey. My client.
16: I, yeah, yeah. And I flew into Alabama six times on visits to to or, on that campus. I mean, give me a break. This is stupid. They need to <laughs> drop it, and they need to put some bona fide rules in place. And then make people have to do what they got to do. But to say a kid can't be talked to about what he's going to make and how it's going to work till he gets on campus and he's in school—think about that, guys.
2: That's ridiculous. You can't
16: do that. That's impossible. It's not. That's not common sense whatsoever.
3: Well, common sense does not have much to do with it to begin with, right?
16: Don't uh, don't get me going there. I've tried to be a good MC2A guy, but man, <laughs> Lord have mercy! I could talk with you all for days. So uh, don't go there. All right, um,
3: Watson. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll check with you next. Uh, back in the regular slot next week on Wednesday. Appreciate it,
16: Pogi, I don't know how many we got left, man. But congratulations to you. What a great radio career you've had, man! And, well, thank I mean, you've you. You've done a lot of stuff professionally, but and I know you're still going to do some radio. But geez. What you've done, what you've been there to that place, and just congratulations to you. Thank you, you watching. You, you got to feel good about it. You've just been a heck of a professional, yep. and you you've been good for Nashville, my man, for a long time.
3: Well, twenty four years every on a daily is enough, right?
16: Mm-hmm. I'm that, telling you, I've done a little bit of that, like yeah. you guys. Not <laughs> near to the point you all do, yeah. and my hat's off to you all. That's mm-hmm. and John's great too. But I mean, seriously, that's that's not easy work, and to do that that long, my man and be successful at it, congratulations.
3: And put up with Joe Dubin and now John Burton. Yeah. My gosh. Oh, that that I don't, qualifies qualify for Yes. How about me and George Plaster? <laughs> oh, oh, that's not even there. <laughs> oh, by the way, Plaster is now the, uh, after uh, a week from Friday, and by the way, we're going to strike and spare, tussle them. Uh, I'm buying everybody lunch. Of course, Larry Schmiddo, uh the Schmidtoes. Oh, give
16: Coach a hug. Yep. He's my favorite. Yep, yeah, I know. He's my coach. Yep. So,
3: um, anyway. He's my
16: coach, and I love him. All right.
3: Thank you, Watson. Thanks, Coach.
16: See you guys. See you, John.
3: Yep. Right. Hey, we're wide open to the top of the hour. You want to call? or And we got some text to read, Pat, and thumbs up there. Okay. 615 5600.
6: Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
15: Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory.
7: As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21-plus and in President Kentucky. First online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipts. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
10: And now Net Paint LLC is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit DAV.org and consider donating to the disabled U.S. veterans who need our help. This message is brought to you by NetPaint LLC, serving Nashville and the surrounding areas for 10 years. For all your residential, commercial, interior, and exterior painting needs, give the pros a call today at 615-608-4548. 615-608-4548. That's NetPaint, LLC. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show
0: with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. We're all signed
10: up for a new class. It's called analytic. We're going to have to learn these terms because it's not only going to be the head coach, it's going to trickle down through his staff. They're going to start using these terms, and that's not a horrible thing. Welcome to 2024. Things are going to be a whole lot different around here when it comes to Titans football.
8: Sound very different.
0: Will it
10: look different? That's the plan.
0: The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. One is in great
1: shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show.
4: So how about this, guys? Thanks to Pat and Cook for this. Now, both gentlemen that were the coordinators for the Titans are now members of the New York Giants coaching staff. We told you about Shane Bowen. Mm -hmm. Tim Kelly was hired or is going to be hired as the Giants tight ends coach.
3: Cool. So you know what yeah, what
4: Brock Bowers at number six. Wow. <laughs> All
3: right, let me ask you this. All right, at number seven, if Alt is there, the Notre Dame lineman.
4: They'll take him.
3: Or Brock Bowers. I, I will he it, last there? I think it
5: the, has to be.
7: Has I, agree, to be I agree with Pat. Yeah, you got to go uh, Alt there. Man.
5: Ba- <laughs> man, You ba- can find ba- a tight ba- end. Yeah, I, I not like that. I know he's special, but <laughs> I don't know. And, what, I, I can, and I look see, at the elite-level tight ends. Mm-hmm.
4: I can see your logic because Rand Carthon did not draft Chig Akanko and he was, Although we saw he was a big signs disappoint. of Chig late last year. Yeah, but year. he was by and large a disappointment yeah. last year in my Oh, eyes. I
3: agree.
5: I agree. Been a disappointment day one, yeah. All first-round tight ends, rarely do they
3: ever live up to the hype. This yeah. one, though, may be generational. Or sometimes know. it takes us
4: change of scenery. Look at Evan Ingram. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was he was not very productive with the Giants, and then he goes to – Jacksonville, and he's been a Pro Bowler, and he's been terrific. I like mean, if I thought he's, one, player, he's eaten the Titans up the last couple of years.
5: Kyle Pitts, I thought would be a oh, Hall of Famer.
3: Yeah, and he,
5: yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. He can't, he can't yeah. do anything.
3: Yeah. So yeah, the need is left tackle. Yeah, and Joe Alt is, is is the fit. Right. There's a couple others there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think sometimes you, you know,
4: GMs and scouts always say you you know you never draft for need. You always draft best player available. Sometimes you got to draft for need. Well, <laughs> in the Titans might, case, if Joe Alts on the board, he's a really good player potentially and he's, you know, he fills a need. I think you got to take him. But that's way too yeah, early draft talk. you know talk. one
3: one <laughs> of the many reasons is draft talk. Yeah. Thank you. I will not miss that. Um Toby Keith passed away. Did you see that? What? Uh yes. yes. Um I did not see the whole was Uh he? 62 years old, of course had uh should have been a cowboy right know, yeah and um tw- a lot of hits 20 number one singles how do you like and, me now yeah and-, and the most played country song of the 90s was should have been a cowboy wow yeah i didn't know that uh died of stomach cancer he'd been oh, wow. it. uh he said uh so passed away last night toby keith thoughts had- and
4: prayers we didn't talk about carl weathers passing mm, away by the yeah. way
3: so uh that was
4: that's that yeah. was that that one hit me hard it was Carl Weathers was my guy, man, with the Rocky franchise and Action Jackson, and he was in Predator with Arnold, and you know he had Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. and The Mandalorian, which I never watched, but uh, he uh, he played a couple years in the NFL as a linebacker with the Raiders in the early '70s. So,
3: hey, uh, RD, we'll get right to you. We uh, we'll take a break, be back and wrap this thing up in just a few.
12: This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
8: Here's Justin McFarland with a moment in black history. Jackie Robinson. Robinson was a professional baseball player and second baseman. In 1947, he became the very first African-American to play in the major leagues. In 1949, he was awarded the National League's most valuable player, making him the very first black player to receive that honor. He also helped the Brooklyn Dodgers win the 1955 World Series. Jackie Robinson was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962. Jackie Robinson's number 42 has been retired For all time in Major League Baseball, Jackie Robinson, another legend
9: in black history. The cost of living is getting higher daily. Stop throwing money away on rent. I recommend that you call my agent for over 20 years. That's Sylvester Armour with Armour Realty at 615-485-9211. Sylvester and his team of realtors are proven, sharp, and savvy. That's 615-485-9211 or ArmorRealtors.com.
7: Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
3: The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February leading to the OVC Championship, part six to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster, Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Text the show at 615-844-5600 and ask Greg how his shoulder feels.
3: Well, that would be plural since I busted my butt on the ice. Uh, the, the bad shoulder is now the good one. Seriously. Seriously. If I would have put my left arm or my hand on the top of the steering wheel, mm-hmm. I have to use my right hand to do it. Really? Wow. It's R.D. Uh, well, by the way, let me say it. Got a few more moments in are there. Eighty-eight. I got a lot Hey, R.D.? What's <laughs> <laughs> up, R.D.? <laughs> hey,
18: guys. You know, I told you that uh last couple of months I've had trouble with my nights and days flip-flopping, but after learning, you're leaving, Greg. And now set my alarm because I sure don't want to miss any remaining shows.
3: Well, thank you, RD. That's, you know, sorry that I got to be the first thing you hear in the morning, but, uh, anyway. yeah.
18: <laughs> but, But real quick, you mentioned, uh, the restaurant you're going to tomorrow, and he's Nashville, and you brought up Cumberland River catfish. I have a bizarre Cumberland catfish story to share with you, if I may. Sure. This friend of mine on the force National Nashville Metro PD, he was, uh, he was our diver. And he would dive looking for bodies, stolen vehicles, and so on. One day, he told me he was diving in the Cumberland River, right where the Newhall Packing Company was located. And uh, the packing company, what they would do after they extracted all they wanted from a beef cow, they would just flush it in the Cumberland River. Well, he was down on the riverbed. and He said he bumped into this big thing, and first he didn't realize what it was. And then he saw a big eye open. And then saw the catfish whisker, and he realized what the damn thing—excuse me, what the thing was. He said the visibility, if I remember, at that time was like seven or eight feet, and he was at the head of the fish, and said he could not looking down; he could not see the end of it. the thing. Was oh, so
3: they'll what, go sixty, seventy, eighty pounds, and, and those fat ones just lay on the bottom. That's all
18: they do—they're
3: bottom feeders.
18: That's exactly what had happened. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he discovered this smorgasbord that the packing company was providing, and he just parked himself out on the riverbank. That sounds like, his sounds mouth like open. me
3: at the Golden Corral, right?
18: <laughs> yeah. He was right there with his mouth open, didn't have to move. I asked him, I said, what'd you do? He said, I got the hell out of there, man. He was like he was big enough to open his mouth and grab a hold mm-hmm. of me.
3: There's our there's our Cumberland catfish story. We we had never had one of those.
4: Glad yeah. we got it in before you uh, you know yeah. said cyanide.
3: Actually though paddlefish that they get out of there they use that it's called uh, country caviar. It's very expensive. It's very illegal, but they they harvest them for their eggs. It's actually caviar. No oh, wow it, it, out of the Cumberland River paddlefish. How about that? How about that? Do
18: you know that RD? I did. I, one day I was a kid fishing with my father and uh I hooked in didn't know what it was and the first thing that came up out of the water was a big old paddle it scared the hell out of me I didn't know what I had to hook up you
3: know <laughs> yeah uh here's the paddlefish paddlefish caviar gift set for $285 just a just a 10 a paddlefish caviar 3.5 ounces $115 wow yeah
18: All right, said yeah. Foggy. I'll be listening uh Every day and... Thank you, R.D. I, I well, hope you can make it up again. a
3: week from Friday at, at Tusculum Lane, Strike Spare. So,
18: I'll be there.
3: I'm feeding you. Come on up.
4: Thanks, R.D. See Have a great day, buddy.
3: You know the paddlefish yeah, that are that, that around here, they're in they're, they're, uh, freshwater fish, like a sturgeon, mm-hmm. but their row is harvested and you'll see people they get fined like $1500 a fish for pulling a paddlefish really? out and, and and harvesting it's uh, its eggs its caviar yeah. quickly on the text
5: line okay it, it is uh,
3: Eric and Columbia's birthday uh, today happy no, birthday, happy birthday. Yep, yep, yep. uh
5: and Kevin uh, he is not going to take any more mule slander uh, he said he's going to come <laughs> down there to the station
4: you know where to find
5: us there, the, Mule what, head. I think it was me. That Door's was, always yeah. open. No more mule slander. Okay, good. Uh, and then Mike, finally, he's enjoyed listening to the show while at work. We'll miss you, Greg. Hopes that uh, someone comes in
3: to replace you with uh, John. Well. We'll talk about that. there. And I am so happy with when that news is going to be announced. Yeah. So. Anyway, big day. You off today again? You, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, adulting, gym, mm, nap, mm. you know, the usual <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah, you worked a rare Monday night last night. Did you? Were you in last night? No, no, the previous Monday. That's right, yeah. yeah. So I called or a couple you, of Mondays ago. When well, I called you, uh, you were in full, in full No, I was doing gear. show prep when uh-huh. you called me last yeah, night. Uh, yeah. I was at home. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? <laughs> That, that your 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 bar your home sounds like a honky <laughs> tonk. I
4: don't know what you're talking about.
3: Patton, have a good one, man. You too. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for listening. Oh, by the way, Grizzlies Knicks at the God tonight. Say right go, here. New York. Go, New York. go. o'clock. McFarland's this afternoon. Jim Rome next. Thanks for listening.